three, two. <laughs> Welcome to Up for Discussion. We're so excited about our episode two. We're we're professionals now. We've done it once. <laughs> oh yes, yes, the the big time for sure. <laughs> well, um, I just love an excuse to do this with you. And you know, people have made various comments. We've gotten a lot of great feedback from last week, and based on that, we're gonna just stay the course and continue in the focus that we decided to have for up for discussion in case it's your first time tuning in with us um, we are going to be discussing between the two of us just various topics going on in the world that we feel are especially relevant to things that god is speaking to both of us about and we want to discuss things in a way between the two of us that hopefully causes your heart to feel permission to have similar discussions with your own family, people in your life, and especially with the Lord. And obvious, there's a play on words here with up for discussion. We want our discussions to come from an upward perspective. And what is the Father saying? What is his, his perspective on what's going on in the world around us? And when we look through his eyes, it's always a hopeful perspective. Yeah, for sure. That's that's what we want to do is be able to connect to what he wants us to see. And we know the enemy always wants us to see what he's doing and not just be prepared for it to resist it some way, but to be discouraged by it. So there definitely is um, a drawback to being too in tune and too informed on what the enemy is doing. Well, we have had a great week and I um, especially want to highlight Johnny's uh, Elijah Streams episode with Steve Schultz on this past Monday. I think it's episode six. Does that sound right? Uh, it really could be, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I, I can't keep up, but I think it was episode six, but it was this past Monday. And I just so appreciated, um, and I'm, I'm sure everyone who, who watched did too, your perspective on several really important things. And overall, I just felt like it was so on prophetically, like just a sense for what needed to be said right now. And if you don't follow um, Elijah Streams on Rumble, you definitely want to do that and tune in to Johnny Unfiltered is what they're calling that program. Um, and I'll go ahead and put a plug in for our Rumble. What's so awesome about Rumble is that we can actually say what we yeah. want and not feel like we're going to get silenced or censored like on other platforms that you may be watching this on. <laughs> exactly. And just in case our um, our the fact that we're putting this on other platforms, it may either change our algorithms, make it harder for you to find, or they may completely take us off there. So. If you're not following us on Rumble, we want to encourage you to actually go over there and do that. I'll tell you real quick. You can follow us by going to Restore 7, the number 7 with no spaces. So the word Restore, no space, the number 7, and you'll be able to find our Rumble channel. Very uncensored. And so back to what we were saying about Elijah yeah. Streams. Um, do you want to give them just a little overview of the things you talked about? Well, I think... Uh, I'm going by guessing. I didn't really do an inventory on it, but the first 30 minutes probably was, you could say, just general information of what is now known that's 
that's taking place, things that are being exposed behind the scenes. They're encouraging things. Let us know that God is on the move, exposure is on the move, and something is being done about it. It's not really, I think I was acknowledging that that wasn't a prophetic perspective necessarily. It was an apostolic perspective. That's a view yeah. where there are important things to acknowledge that are happening and to present that. And then the last part is, I think, what Elizabeth was more um, speaking into, you're speaking into, is uh, maybe another 30 minutes, was about uh, a rebuke to the Laodicean, to the Laodicean church. And it was really, um, it was a really different way the Lord, I've never spoken, it wasn't, wasn't a repeat message uh, from anything I've ever given any, anywhere else. And there, And I could tell when I got into it, it was like the Lord was, really on it, kind of when you're speaking sometime, you're in this vein and you're like, okay, the Lord's really saying this right now. And so it's a proper, uh, you know, it's still encouraging, but there's a proper soberness to it and what's happening right now. And so uh, because of the uniqueness of that message, yeah, if you didn't get a chance to to connect to that message, to hear it, see it, watch it, then I recommend you do that. A couple of takeaways that I had um, is that you talked about how he broke down the scripture from Revelation where Jesus is addressing the um, the lukewarm church. Yeah. And Revelation chapter 3. I yeah. love how you always apply the prophetic words that you give to us collectively as the body of Christ and also to us individually. Yeah. And you're never, rarely are you like super black and white, like this is either you or it's not. There's there's things in each of us that are lukewarm. And we are the church. We are the body of Christ. But you also very directly um, confronted uh, some, some very serious issues related to not all, but some megachurches, not all, but some pastors. And um, it, it helped my heart like land in a place of, of a more clear perspective on, on where we are right now as the body of Christ. And another, did you want to say something about that? Um, no, go ahead and say what you were going to say for, if you remember. And then, another thing I wanted to just point out as a takeaway that I had was you started talking about the secret prophets yeah. and, you know, the nameless, faceless prophetic voices. And that's, that's most of us. Most of us are not known for our prophetic words, but you know, it's clear that we were we were all created to hear and know God's voice and use it to speak his his words into the earth, into situations, into areas of culture, into other people's lives. And he really affirmed um it, it felt like an affirmation honestly from the Father mm-hmm. for for prophetic voices like ours that are not known. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things I was just going to say about that, because y'all didn't really have time to go into this, but I wanted to ask you more than I wanted to say something. I wanted to ask you. So when you think of those prophetic voices, you were using yourself as an example mm-hmm. of years before you mm-hmm. became known for having mm-hmm. a, a prophetic word, you, we would go to other nations and, and speak into situations, to leadership, to government officials, um, all kinds of prophetic words. And so it wasn't just that you were giving a prophecy about the church or the body of Christ. It was, it was using prophetic words. So 
if you were going to challenge those secret prophets, yeah. the, the voices that are not known, what should they be doing with their gift of prophecy? Should they be just posting on Facebook general prophecies or what? Well, that is one Where's way. Where's the power? Where's the impact? That is one. That is ultimately just a great thing that's opened up that wasn't available at all, even, or I didn't hardly know about it. We'll say when I was first prophesying, it wasn't at all. We didn't have social media platforms in order to do anything. And so that is a very practical way. Um, even where many that now will say, not that the goal is to be, you know, put on Elijah list or, or anything else like that, but many of those just be, were faithful releasing the word of the Lord on whatever their circle of influence was, whether they had 20 people, uh, 10, we just know that 20 is not the magic number, 50, 100, whatever. And then you find as people recognize the anointing or the impact, the truthfulness of a word, they then pass that around. The word word gets out. And so it's it's not just like it used to be, we'll say in the old days, pining for an opportunity to be on stage somewhere and be able to give right. a prophetic word. So that's a practical way. Part of the what we're we really want to recommend, and that's part of the, our message on Reformation, the nine to five world, is that you can be giving prophetic words to leaders, whether it's in government uh, or any one of the seven mountains, you know, education, arts, entertainment, the mountain of economy, wherever it is. And you don't have to say you're giving a prophetic word. Like I got known for prophetic words and got invitations to speak to leaders of nations, not because I, I never once said, or if I did it maybe once, I'm going to give a prophetic word. I want to, here's a prophetic word. I say, the Lord's showing me something. You know, you just share it. Or you just sometimes don't even have to say that, hey, does this make sense to you? And you begin speaking. They're like, how did you, how did you know that? Or it just, it's not always that you're telling them that kind of secret, but there is an encouragement that they were desperate to hear. Sometimes an encouragement with a little bit of a, uh, you know, well-hidden word of correction from the Lord where he's just uh, kind of coaxing them to upgrade. Yeah. Exhortation would be like out of 1 Corinthians uh, 14, you know, it's to exhort is one of the three reasons for prophetic word ministry. But you can look for, um, you know, your circle of, of influence, your circle of where the Lord has you. And it, it all grows with use. That's the whole thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's by, as we can go to the scriptures on that, through exercise, exercising your gift is how it grows. Yeah. And that it really becomes hard. It's, it, we carry, once you become too well known, the prophetic gift often, you carry it around clumsily. And, and just to explain to that a little more, explaining to that a little more is because there is, there's an aspect of, of being used that way. It is a little bit like special forces, um, you kind of sneak up on on people with the truth, and you're not under uh, what's better than special forces. You're not under uh, the pressure of anything. It's funny how much easier it is to prophesy when you when you don't think they're going to, um, uh, you know, it's not going to be captured by all kinds of media at the same time, and then there's going to be challenging of it and ridiculing of it if it doesn't happen in six weeks or six months or whatever. You just say it, you say it with confidence, and you move forward. So I'm saying 
you know, enjoy your time and season of relative anonymity. Yeah. And those have been, honestly, for both of us, those have been the most powerful prophetic words we've ever given is yeah. the ones that only the person we gave it to knew about it. And, you know, some of them we knew immediately it impacted them. Yeah. Some they would come back to us later and tell us how it impacted them. And so I really wanted just to bring that up because I, here on Up for Discussion, one of our goals also is to leave you with very definitive calls to action. Mm -hmm. And and I believe this is a call to action. Now more than ever, people want to know the truth. And more than anything, they really are, are we're wired internally to want to know the truth that God thinks about us. And we want help doing the things he created us to do. And so many people are in places of influence and they're they're walking in their purpose but they feel overwhelmed because they don't know what to do. And we are being given solutions and answers. And when we're faithful with little, he gives us more. I mean, why couldn't God solve some really big, important issues through you, kind of incognito behind the scenes? He will set up opportunities for you to speak to people that carry so much influence when you just start with what's right in front of you. So use your prophetic gifts, you secret prophets. And one more thing on that, because I felt like the Holy Spirit was just reminding me, Elizabeth, and this is not one I tell often, but I remember being in a city in Peru. And again, I, I had, um, I was relatively unknown, we'll say compared to, compared to now. And, but main thing, this thing happened in secret. And it, there's a time where, when we say share in the prophetic, there's a time it crosses over into prayer, intercession, and things like that. And so it's not just finding a circle, because I was highlighting where does the Lord have you? What's your circle of influence? Who could you give a word to? There are times you're just contending with God and you release things for God on his behalf, perhaps against powers and principalities as well. But I was in this... Just like into the spirit realm. Yeah, so with I, no one listening. <coughs> Is that what you mean? Yeah, but okay. here's I was gonna give the example. So I was in the city, I would just name the city, Tarapoto in Peru. And this was years ago. And I was I think it was one or two in the morning, whereas often where I would get some things. And I began processing prophetic words that I had given to the city years before that had been delayed, or just that I'd heard from others. I don't even know if they're my prophetic words. And something within me is like, something has been holding back this from it happening. And part of it was a prosperity coming to this, this city for the region as well. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so um, I, I began to, I got a little riled in my spirit, but nobody um, was with me. Okay, nobody knows, nobody knows what I was doing. But I began to ask the Lord to release whatever territorial angel was there to take out the territorial demon that was holding back. And I was like, now, it's got to happen now, now. And I was like, well, he needs to be taken out now. Can you release it? And I just had something in me just insisting, 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 insisting. And then while I'm doing that, all of a sudden there was one, it wasn't a night of rain. There was one, boom, power lightning. Wow. That um, reverberated in the whole city. The city was about that time, 150,000 or something like that. So when I was sharing the next day in the church of, thousand or two thousand and um 
there were people were asking and I said, well, I've been being asked. So I'll go ahead and say, y'all heard that boom last night. Well, I said, that was me contending with the Lord and he's going to release. And, and so I spoke into a financial release that had been withheld from the nation. I mean, from that city and subsequently it opened up um, in an an amazing way, but it was something I was doing in private. So yeah, that's part of valuing yourself. See, we're so used so to, good. like, if we didn't have, a, if the prophet or somebody didn't lay hands and call us something awesome, we don't, we underestimate ourselves as an asset of the kingdom. we got to stop doing that. That's right. Just be released into all you are. I love that so much. And I especially love that it's coming from Johnny, who who does have a prophetic voice, and he is known by many as a prophet. And that, to me, is a sign of a true prophet, a true prophetic voice is we want to empower others to, to prophesy. So, all right. Um, all right. Just a little teaser of what we're going to be covering today in this episode. We've got, um, we're going to revisit a couple of topics that we brought up last week. One is the 2000 mules. Another is, um, what's going on coming up May 22nd related to the world health organization. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about vaccines and vaccine issues, um, lingering long haul COVID symptoms, and it's going to be encouraging and hopeful. And when we end our episode today, we're actually believing that God is going to heal many, many, many. In fact, I believe it's going to be powerful enough that you're going to know of some people that need that prayer and be able to send them a link to it and and they'll receive healing as well we have faith for that and we've been actually wanting to do that for weeks now so we're going to do that at the end um and let's see um then we have i'm really excited a little short teaching that um johnny's going to take the lead on and i'll make some comments in between related to the secret of wisdom the secret of wisdom and it's going to be really powerful. So, all right, I'll just jump right in. Yeah, you, One you of the jump things I wanted to follow up on is someone emailed us um, related to talking about the need for more adoptions. And again, we're trying to give you a call to action whenever we bring something up. We talked about the issue of um, Roe versus Wade potentially being overturned, what that means for local states. We gave you, I think, some great information and some links. You can go back to last week's episode and look at those links um, for some some different voices that you can follow that that will give you ways to get involved and not just complain about an issue, but actually make a difference and be the solution. Related to that, this person that emailed, um, she works for an organization that recruits, trains, and licenses Christian foster homes. Now, we have not done like a thorough vetting of this organization. Um, Just but a general vetting. A general vetting. They look like an amazing organization, but they specifically are looking to hire 20 people. They have 20 job openings related to recruiting, training, and licensing Christian foster homes. So let me jump in, because you mentioned adoptions at first, and just so you got it clear with what she, Elizabeth, and you tell me if I got this right, correct? This is really for what we're, the part when we were talking about the CPS Children uh, Protection Services, the foster caring, um, Not they're not connected to adoptions, right? This is a, a, a right. connected to the, yeah. yeah, all right. Good. So if, 
if you're interested in finding out more about fostering kids, which is huge to give kids a family environment, um, a loving, safe place to be while they're going through, maybe they're going to be adopted, maybe they're just temporarily taken out of their home. Um, this is worth looking into, but more than anything, I just wanted to call your attention. If you know, you were bringing up that many know they're called to be a pastor, but yeah. it's never like worked out for them to be a pastor in the typical sense. But many are called actually to have a pastoral gifting and anointing in the mountain of family. And this is a perfect example of that. So, you know, do your own research on this organization. But if you are feeling that tug and like maybe this is an area that you're called to use that that pastoral gifting that is in you, check this out. Um, there are ministry in Florida. I don't know if these are these are positions you could do from home, wherever you live, or if you have to live there, but you could look into it. The website is the number four kids.us. Oh, that's easy. Four kids.us. That that will also be a link in our um, description of this episode. Um, moving on, 2000 mules follow yeah. up. So we're still telling people. If you have not watched it, you've got to watch this documentary. It is um, a wonderful, <laughs> horrible experience, yeah. but it, they, they did such a great job of helping convince, I think, any viewer that the election indeed was a fraud. And it's really unique how they went about it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go back into those details. but No, just that it's... It's just the tip of the iceberg of how they did the steal, the fraud, and all that. But I think what you have to share some more with us is, and that's what I was highlighting last time, is that it gives us uh, what's so awesome about the documentary. It gives everybody something to work with mm -hmm. as far as uh, advancing the confrontation uh of it, you know, something we can take to our officials. I don't know. I know you had something in there. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, one of the things that they they encourage you to do is well johnny encouraged you to even write a letter yeah. or go in and speak to your county um well, sheriff is sheriff leaders and demand that they look at the evidence that is presented in this documentary lovingly of course and <laughs> use our voices um and we couldn't remember at the time the organization that is presented yeah. in the documentary. It's called True the Vote, and their website is truethevote.org. I spent some time looking at their website. It is phenomenal. This website, you've got to see it. There is so much in there. Literally, you can put in the name of your state, and every bit of information that you need related to elections is right there on the page for your state where wow. you go, how you can make sure that the um, that the voter registration, what what you can do to make sure that the voter registration so for good. your state is what it should be, honest and um, accurate. So truethevote.org, and we'll have the link in there or something and like that, right? Catherine Engelbrecht or Engelbright is the founder of that organization, okay. which we didn't get last week yeah, we either. So I thought right. I'd give her no, that's credit. Good. Um, and there's all kinds of articles on there. There are videos on there. There is um, a place you can go. I thought was really interesting is their FAQ page, their, their um, Frequently Asked Questions page. It literally tells you, you know, I watched the documentary 2000 Mules. Now what can I do? 
You know, it, it literally takes you step by step how you can get involved and what difference you can make. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what stage in life you're in right now. If you um, are, you know, maybe you're retired or you don't have a full-time job and you're at home and you want to make a difference, this is a great place to start. Um, just even if you just spent li literally an hour of your week getting involved in one of these organizations, literally from your computer, you could make a difference. But they have all kinds of opportunities there. One of the things that they um, had on there is an Epic Times Epic Times article. And so that made me want to remind you that is an incredible news source. Yeah, because I've recommended it before. And it doesn't mean, um, you know, I kind of consider it more like halfway between fake news and what's really going on. Mm -hmm. But they have... I think particularly what you're going to tell about, they particularly their articles, the kind of their exposure articles that they've done some research. To me, those are, are the highlights of what, what make them more the incredible or valuable and all that. But, and they have some great videos in there that um, are short and they're like watching a little news segment. Um, I just appreciate the way that they um, present a more truthful yeah. narrative yeah. than I than I can find and it's not sensationalized and so it's not like I have to go digging through telegram or you know it's just a good go-to source um, right now the epictimes.com and anyway one of their articles related to 2000 mules said that individual states have the power to subpoena evidence and do a criminal inquiry which is what we we're talking about last oh, awesome, week awesome and that at the time that I read this article, Georgia had actually done that. They had subpoenaed um, some of those some of those mules, the mules, the <laughs> yeah. people, the people that were doing the ballot trafficking. Yep. So they're awesome. Um, so a combination between um, the local states and this organization, True the Vote, they have access to the evidence that they need to start criminal investigations, and they are starting in different states. And that's so a big deal. That is a very big encouraging deal because a lot of people watched watched 2,000 Mules and like, this isn't going to change anything. What difference is it going to make? But it already is making a difference. Um, and these things do take time when they do criminal investigations, of course. So... Um, I'll switch gears unless you wanted to say something about no, that. No, no, don't do it. So moving on to another um, kind of hot topic right now, and actually a really, really big concern is the World Health Organization. So I pulled up all kinds of articles here. Let's see what I found. Um, there's somebody else I want to recommend to you related to this, okay? I was able to print off um, some very helpful information about what is actually at stake on May 22nd related to the World Health Organization. But um, I'll tell you about it and then maybe you can help us understand. Um, I don't know if you wanna use this, but you can help us understand what really is at stake. So the recommendation I'm making to you are dear friends, becoming dear friends, um, David and Stacy Whited. They have a program called Flyover Conservatives and they're another great source yeah. for um, truth, really. Definitely. And their hearts are amazing. They're, they're, they're really our tribe, for sure. But they have set up a text system. So you just take your phone, 
and you can put in again this will be in the in the uh, description here but you can put in like you're going to text someone's phone number instead of putting in their name or phone number you simply put in the numbers um 40509 40509 and you text the word who w h o to that number so put in 40509, and then in the text part, like you're going to talk to somebody, you put in the word who. Immediately, you'll get a text back from Flyover Conservatives, and they will give you links to where you can follow their podcasts and their videos. But then you'll also receive this information oh, good. about the World Health Organization. And all I did was I clicked on the links that they texted to me, and then I printed it on my printer from my phone, pretty simple. And one of the things that came up is this, urgent call to action. And it's talking about Biden handing over the US sovereignty of our health to who? And in this are literally the names and the phone numbers of leaders in our government that need to hear our voices and a script of exactly what to say. Most of them do not answer the phone, but you will go to a voicemail and you'll be able to um, leave a message there. Say who you are, what you're, um, what you're trying to voice to them, what you're hoping that they will do regarding this issue that you're gonna tell us about. Well, and so this page they will be able to get from, will we have some link to that too or something? No, this came from Flyover Conservative. So that's how they, they would have so, to still do it through yep, them? Yep, do okay. it through them. And I will have a, I'll have a reminder of how you can text Flyover Conservative and then you'll click the link that they text to you and you'll be able to access this information. So the World Health Organization is a total deep state cabal, uh, Luciferian, you know, any whatever the most dire name I could give them, that is who they are. And they, this is not like, this is not a secret. They prove that overwhelmingly in the way they handled and advanced the lies regarding the entire COVID-19, everything about it. And so they were part of um, censoring what is good, censoring good doctors, uh, a part of putting pressure, getting thousands of doctors um, really relieved of their duties um, by not following their guidelines. So you just have to know they're very, very sinister. You can do, I don't think most of you um, are in doubt about that, but you can look into that. So the whole idea is they're going to make some sort of case that they need to have sovereignty over the nations if there is another, another severe whatever, outbreak of something. Whatever they deem is a health crisis. Pandemic. They get to define it, right? And so one one of the things here is, of course, this this uh, this event, the World Health Assembly, begins May 22, which is right around the corner, but it goes, they're, they're having six or seven days of it, May 22 through May 28 uh, in Geneva, Switzerland. And so out of it, apparently, we have a reality that... Um, Biden can can sign over, or he, that he already has done this. He's already agreed, and I'm not sure. I haven't been able to find actually the documentation I'm looking for that uh, that shows what exactly. Uh, other than uh, we're getting right reports here. that it shows uh, that's the letter from him that says basically he's approving them moving forward with all that. Okay, you got it. See, you're doing better research than me on that and finding things. And, and so it's something that doesn't have to go through. It's not about calling your senator, really, because this is not going to go to the Senate. 
This is something that is just superseding that, and um, which has to be some violation of the Constitution in some kind of way and whatever. And, and you have to understand that um, there is all of a sudden in the last 24 hours a release in multiple nations of these information that there is this thing called monkeypox. It is not a coincidence that there is this conversation of monkeypox, this new potential pandemic release. This is absolutely in tandem with mm -hmm. this event upcoming. There is 0% chance of this being uh, coincidental. This is absolutely on purpose. This is coordinated. And the word I keep getting, even as I'm speaking, I'm getting it even prophetically, for the man that's standing in there is Biden. This is a red line in the uh, red line moment. I don't know if we call it a red line in the sand because in the sand you don't really have a red line, but you draw a line in the sand and you, there's a red line, and so it might be a red line in the sand. So the deal is, this is going to be definitive towards something to do with him. Um, I will say, if 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 good guys, what are we might talk about as white hats sometime. Um, if they don't stop this from happening ahead of time, uh, then they must immediately afterwards use that information. That would be the ultimate treason from the person sitting there in the position of Biden, whoever's running and managing things there as well. This will be yet another high-level proof of treachery and treason in turning over the sovereignty of our nation to something that is a cabal, dark, Luciferian thing. And so that, that, that should be treason at the highest level. And, um, and so there'd be no excuse for those who are calling themselves good guys, white hats, to not um, uh, you know, eliminate that danger for America immediately. You're, you're essentially asking the citizens of the nation to arise to another level of not just protest and writing letters and making calls, but that would be the ultimate defaulting of um, what your assignment would be, and you would be you would be forcing the citizenship, the citizenry, to you know another level of uh, kind of revolutionary times of uprising, which I don't believe is needed. I don't believe it's what the Lord's saying. So we want to be. I know I think is what you're going to bring as well. We want to be aware of it, pray against it, make the calls. Uh, and every, again, this is part of where we become active citizens. And you're, you know, if you, this is a new uh, muscle we're learning to use as the body of Christ. I mean, you're, all these political things you want us doing. I know I'm not really, you didn't say that to me. We couldn't hear it. But this thing Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And if the salt doesn't show up, do what it's supposed to, which is bring influence, bring to bear the kingdom purposes for that area, then you're going to be trampled by it. And so this is the very practical thing. This is as kingdom and as spiritual as you can imagine for us to show up in every way possible, prayer, and then the resistance through phone calls, contacting whatever we have to do, raise the alarm, the people we have to say, this cannot happen on our watch. And I can't say that strong enough that that is kingdom activity. So you're saying that from your perspective, this should seal the fate of Biden. Yes. And so in case people are wondering, I'm going to ask the question for them, either by your opinion or prophetically, what do you sense um, 
is going to happen with this because if this goes through, then basically we have lost our constitutional right to govern our own health, meaning they can say uh, there's a new scare, so all of you have to stay in your homes, you can't leave, and you can only have this kind of medication, we will not allow this to be available to you. They will micromanage everything even more than they did through this last two years. Masks, who knows what. Yeah, and I think at that point, again, if it went to that, I mm -hmm. think you're forcing, they would be forcing the American people to take up arms. So I'm not calling for it. I'm just saying the options would be running out because we know the sinister nature of what they attempted, what it's now come out, even the release of more information in the last few days, last couple of days. I think it's just, I haven't even told you in the last day or so, Putin is, is uh, of Russia, President Putin of Russia is like, we have the information specifically of the, the World Health Organization's um, that have conspired together and what scientists were involved and why it's designed to release something into the nations that would depopulate and eliminate and take control. So this is, this is a big deal. So what is your sense? Do you feel like it's going to get to this point or do you feel like there will be an intervention before then? What, what are we headed to, do you think? Well, this is where it's, you know, it's it's hard from my perspective because I don't feel panic in my spirit. Yeah. And, but I don't want, yeah, I feel good about it. Nothing's going to be. And so people go, ah, let's not do anything. So there's a thing of, we just, there's a way we obey the Lord, but not with panic. It's sort of yes. the Second Chronicles 20 thing all over again. Mm -hmm. He's like, the battle is the Lord's. Then he says, you know, show up on the battlefield. We're really repeating that point over and over. There was three commands. Show up in the position yourself is what he said in Second Chronicles 20. Remember the whole story of Jehoshaphat and his huge enemies? He's like, don't fear. The battle is the Lord. So we say, don't fear. The battle is the Lord. But he said, tomorrow you shall get up and position yourself and you shall remain there and you shall see the salvation of God. So that's just balance of this whole thing. So good. We want to be at peace, but we don't want to be inactive in our peace. So good. And that is... Even just spiritually, it will go down in history as we were coming up to this point. Whether we actually get to this point or not, we were coming up to it. And what did we each do about it? You and know? what you just said right there, Elizabeth, not to interrupt your train of thought, but it's it's so key. It's sort of even in the that Second Chronicles 20, the enemy began to take each other out when they showed up. There's something about when we do something. He yeah. doesn't. God doesn't need our manpower, our woman power, from the standpoint of, I, did, I can't do it without you. But there's something about him putting a thousand times our effort into something when we show up in some way. It's just like they surround Jericho, march and obey. He pushes the walls. He does the things they can't do. This is the history of the Lord. They've taken another city and and they they go there and he throws the hailstones from heaven against the enemy. He says, much more died from the hailstones that God sent to them. And so that's the part we want to be aware of is he fights, he sees us uh, moving and he's encouraged by it and um, that we're understanding how to hold, how to occupy, that was that the New Testament term, uh, military term, occupy till I return. So that means it, that's, that's a military word. 
and we want to be militant in the spirit. It's against powers and principalities, but we want to show up and say, we're here, we're representing you, Papa, so you you send the big help. Okay, so again, I'm going to give you the number in the comments or description below the video, and you'll be able to see how you can text Flyover Conservatives, our friends, David and Stacy Whited. You'll text the word who to the number, and they will immediately text you back links where you can download this urgent call to action. It has phone numbers. It has the exact script of what to say. This is super easy, probably 15 minutes of your time. You could literally get through all of this. So um, that's our call to action related to that. Excellent. Um, all right. Kind of in the same vein with that topic is the issue of vaccines. And I don't know about you, but I know, I know quite a few people that have not been vaccinated, but have had COVID and they've ended up with some long-term health issues that weren't there before. It kind of just slowly crept up on them in the, the weeks and months after they recovered from COVID. And then we also have been getting um, comments and questions from people about those who have been vaccinated. Now, I want to just say mm -hmm. the last thing we're wanting to do right now is cause division, accusation, judgment. The whole point with vaccines is, is that people should have the choice to get them or not. And that whoever wants access to vaccines has accurate, truthful, complete information about what is in the vaccines and what they do Correct. and don't do. Yeah. We did not have any of that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at least here in the States, we were able to decide if we would get the vaccine or not, but it has been under so much pressure that I, I, I hold no judgment for anyone who got the vaccine. And we believe that God has healing for the side effects of that. And we, as we said, we're gonna pray over that in just a bit. But I wanna just tell you a few things from some articles that I found. First of all, the vaccine stats show that it has a negligible effect, meaning that the stats themselves on the CDC, which is probably inaccurate right. and underreporting, but shows that there is hardly any difference between those who got vaccines and those who didn't getting COVID. And in fact, the number was higher for those who got the vaccine to get COVID than those who didn't. I'll just interrupt In to say, I saw kind of the CDC of the UK release numbers mm -hmm. and it was, it was much more... Uh, we'll say a dark, um, disastrous report in the sense that it showed at the time they were showing 90% more COVID infection from those who took the vaccine, vaccine. that it actually accelerated, seemed to be a magnet for it. And, and mm. so, but even like you're saying, even the CDC, who's been an instrument of I just have to call it darkness, and they've been part of the censoring, part of the false information releasing. Uh, they've been 
they've been as dangerous as an organization. It's funny as I begin to speak about them, just like the, the World Health Organization, WHO. The two of them, the CDC and the WHO, have been as antichrist, antichrist, antichrist yeah. as any organization that has ever existed. They, it, it is, uh, I, 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 in my own spirit, feel the evil of who they are. For them to admit what you're saying yeah. means it's way worse. Yeah. But go ahead. I agree. And I think that they are clearly a, a participating with the depopulation agenda against our generation. And it doesn't mean there's generations. not good people that work there, but I'm talking no, about whoever yeah. manages and runs things from the top and to the degree, even if you are a good person and you knew something and you're like, well, I could lose my job, then you're part of it as well. So, um, the interesting thing is that the death rate is actually higher right now than it has been. Statistics are showing that. There is, I'm, I'm not a numbers person like Johnny is, so I'm just going to give you the general picture. The question is why? Why is the death rate higher right now than it has been? Significantly higher. You mean like the overall death rate? Overall death rate. Death yeah. rate. Yeah. Um, did you know that there are 4.6 billion vaccinated worldwide? My point with all of this is not to discourage you. It's to tell you this. Some have been saying, well, you know, it's the vaccinated fault because there's sp spike proteins and spike proteins we're understanding now are the things that um, make the COVID such a long haul issue in our bodies and potentially could be killing people that either had COVID and they died from it or died from injuries related to the vaccine. It all goes back to something called spike proteins. I'm, I don't completely understand it, so I'm not going to try to explain it to you other than to say, as believers who represent the heart of our Father, we have to understand and face fear dead on because there's no avoiding this. There's no like saying, well, I can, like spike proteins are coming in through COVID if you had it. They're coming in through the vaccines and the shedding of the vaccines. So we're surrounded by spike proteins from this COVID situation. There's no avoiding it from what I can tell in the research that I have done. And very knowledgeable people are making this clear. So what, what is our perspective supposed to be on this? Greater is he who is in us yeah. than anything that is in this world. And... I believe that that number one, we're we're told that anything that we do out of fear is sin. And what we do out of faith strengthens us. So fear weakens us and faith strengthens us. So we have to look at this this you know idea of of spike proteins, COVID, issues from the vaccine with no fear. And that being said, I think that there are things that we can do. You even brought up like monkeypox. There are things we need to do in spiritually and there are things that we need to do naturally. We've learned a lot the last few years going through all that we have. And we need to not allow the enemy to steal from us the ways that we've grown and the things that we have begun to learn and understand. I think that spiritually, we have had to exercise the muscle of faith so much more than any of us would have chosen on our own mm -hmm. the last couple of years. And so 
That's good. We've been built up in our faith. Secondly, in the natural side of things, we've, we've been forced to begin to learn about our immune systems and how our bodies work best. And God created us in such an amazing way. If we give our bodies what our bodies need, there's very little that can actually overcome us physically. And um, so I just, I just want to give you a pep talk. First of all, I want to just say, um, you know, you are not a victim. We are not victims. We have access to everything that we need. <coughs> we have to follow through on our part. So we have access to everything we need in the Lord. And because of the internet, we have access. You might have to research a little bit because it gets hidden and, and squelched. But we also have access to understanding how to boost our immune systems. And I'm just going to throw out some quick things for you. And then I'm going to tell you some places you can go to research and, and learn more. Um, I think that as stewards over the temple that God has given us, our own bodies, because we all have been given a purpose and an assignment, we have to take care of our temples so that they live long enough for us to obey the Lord and fulfill the things that he's given us to in our lifetimes. So number one, we have to move our bodies. Our bodies were not meant to just sit all day long and do nothing. And our bodies were not meant to just be filled with anything and everything that we want to eat. And this is just basic 101, take care of ourselves. There is accountability that we literally have to the Lord for how we treat our bodies. And if, if you need to lose some weight, do it. You can do it. You, there is, there's no way that the Holy Spirit won't help you do what you need to do to be healthy. And sometimes we get discouraged because we feel so bad that we don't want to move and we don't want to eat right. So we just eat comfort food and we're actually making ourselves worse. So start with just something. Don't be a like all or none kind of person. Start with what you can do. What, what, what is a challenge for you today? What's the one next right thing that you can do related to your health? related to being a weight that is healthy for you, um, relating to exercise. And I mean, like we have a great workout facility here in our neighborhood, but we end up both just taking a lot of walks and I do workouts with videos. I go to YouTube and I just put in however many, literally you can find any kind of workout video. If you're elderly, you can put in elderly. If you feel like you got 10 minutes in you, elderly, 10 minute workout. And you wouldn't believe the options that come up. Um, and I play pickleball, yeah, fastest growing sport in America. That's true. With my son-in-laws who are very athletic and good and young and all that. Of course, I beat them. Well, that's a whole other, <laughs> that wasn't for this segment at all. He does. He just did yesterday. <laughs> they all three came back from playing together and I could just, I looked at their faces one by one and they're all red in the face from being out there sweating and everything. And both of them put their heads down. Yep. He beat us. <laughs> so he actually plays with me too. And I have so much fun because um, he doesn't actually try to beat me, although he does win but he hits the ball to me so that I have a chance to hit it back. And so it's really fun. But my point with all of that is just, this is your pep talk. Do what you need to do. There are some, and I'm not giving you medical advice. 
I am not trained to do that. And I'm not telling you that the things that I'm about to mention will cure you because we're not allowed to do that legally. But I can tell you these are tried and true ways to improve your own immune system. Everybody should be on some very basic supplements. Make sure that they are whole food and they're not the kind that you get from your local pharmacy that's just synthetic. You want them to be from a vitamin store or a Sprouts or a Whole Foods um, or online. Find a good source. Uh, we love ancient nutrition. But you should be on zinc, quercetin. Um, that is spelled Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N, quercetin. Um, zinc, quercetin, vitamin C in high doses. You, you know it's too high of a dose when it bothers your stomach, um, but as much as your body can take is what you should be on. High doses of vitamin D and actually get in the sun. And at least the first few minutes that you're out in the sun, don't put on loads of sunscreen. Our, our skin was meant to absorb vitamin D from the sun, so you don't want to completely block that. Um, and then I did a lot of research on spike protein. So here's where I'm going to give you a call to action. Go to two different websites. One is called worldcouncilforhealth.org. World Health. No, don't World, say what, no. <laughs> War, I can't talk. World, World Council, Council for Health. Is that Council dot C-I-L or S? C-I-L. Okay. World Council, C-O-U-N-C-I-L, worldcouncilforhealth.org. And another one is Mercola.com. Mercola is a doctor, Dr. Mercola, M-E-R-C-O-L-A, Mercola.com. Both of those websites have almost limitless resources for you. I love especially Mercola.com. You can go and put in the search filter, anything. You can put in high cholesterol. You can put in spike proteins. You can put in um, poor sleep, whatever the issue is that you're having. And you'll see article after article that literally educates you on things that you can do um, to help, help improve your own health. But specifically, Related they have articles the, yeah. in both of these websites about the spike proteins. Here's my little quick thing on it. Basically, these spike proteins attach themselves to ACE2 receptors in our cells. And ACE2 receptors are really important for all of our cells to function healthy and in a normal way in our bodies. So when this spike protein kind of... Um, you know, overwhelms that ACE2 receptor, then it's not able to function the way it's supposed to function. And you have all kinds of health problems. They specifically list eight really, really horrible symptoms that, that show up. And we've heard, you know, mention of how it can affect your heart, how it can affect your lungs. Um, it can cause um, extreme fatigue that just kind of lingers after COVID or after a vaccine. And they, they go into a better understanding of why it does that. But they, more importantly than that, I have um, from the World Council for Health on Dr. Mercola. He actually, they both put each other's articles on there. So you can find oh, yeah. it either way. There's a long chart of all the different things that you can take for all the different symptoms that they have done extensive research on. And most of them you can easily buy yourself, but they do also recommend um, 
Ah, pine needles. I knew I was going to see. Pine I was, I've needle. been trying to just look. Isn't it pine needle? Pine bark is one of the things they're saying. There's something you have to do the right. You have to coaching. do the right thing with it, but but it. But that specifically, information is if on you've there. had the vaccine to there, eliminate like seriously. So the, here's the, the name of the article related to what you're saying is World Council for Health reveals spike protein detox. Okay, there is yeah, a detox that you can do where you can rid your body of the spike proteins that are left there from the vaccine and or from getting COVID. And you don't have to do all the things, but ask Holy Spirit, which of these things should I do? And I personally feel like because um, there is potential shedding from people that have gotten the vaccine around you, and you're not going to isolate and try to hide from the rest of the world, then maybe some of these things we should periodically do every few months, just as a, a health routine. Um, one of the things that I am currently taking is ivermectin. And believe it or not, I'm not taking it right now related to anything, um, although I'm happy to know if I have spike proteins left that it's dealing with that as well, because that's one of the things they suggest for detoxing. But I'm taking it for a, um, a Lyme bacteria that that surfaced in my body that they're they're going after. Um, and it's good for so many other. It's good for a lot of things. Yeah. And I think in some of the states right now, ivermectin is now legal. Um, I don't know how you can get a hold of it, but ask, ask around, do your research. Um, okay. One last thing related to the vaccines that I thought was worth mentioning to you guys. It's an article. Go, go ahead. ahead. Well, let me just say this. Um, I don't think it'll interrupt since. No, it's fine. Yeah, go ahead. You know, I, I actually read and saw the statistics. We didn't talk about this before that death rates um, for all reasons is up 42% in the last year in the United States. In other words, there's 42% more deaths and they have no explanation in quote, no explanation. And we know the only thing that can be explained is any COVID to the vaccine. But be before they brought the vaccine, we weren't seeing that type of thing. And so there is suspicion of that, more than suspicion of it. Again, the second part is that I saw a study, I don't know if it was a year or more ago as well, as it relates to this study had over, had looked at over 5 million um, individuals and found out that the thing that made someone more susceptible to the COVID at the time and to a worse case of it, um, you know, they had talked about, was it core, what do they call it? Co Comorbidity. Comorbidities. And they talked about being um, overweight, obese. Obesity was one of the worst ones that the top, the top, um, uh, effector of all these things was fear itself that they knew that just from their study. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't even know how they monitor fear. If they just ask the person, there could be a lot of people trying to pretend to be brave and all that kind of stuff. So back to an original point you're making, mm -hmm. we don't want to, anything we're doing here. Uh, this is a theme overall. We don't yield to fear. Our confidence is in the Lord. If you had to, as Elizabeth said, if you had to, some people were facing, um, severe circumstances, particularly as this goes to other nations, like in the, you just really weren't given a choice. You you could have lost um, not just your job, but your family um, if you didn't get a vaccination. And, and there's all kinds of reasons that you might have had to do it. So there's no con no condemnation. Um, when we get to prayer, I'll say just to the degree 
that you know you did give in to a spirit of fear regarding it, and that's why you did it, hey, renounce it, denounce it, confess it, say, Lord, that is why I did it. I'm sorry. You know, just get rid of that part of any legal right the enemy would have at all, and and that'll that'll help as we pray. But go ahead on this other. Um, so related to that, um, the Epic Times has it, an article called Aviation Associations Highlight Concerns of COVID-19 Vaccine Injuries Among Pilots and Cabin Crew. And I'm not telling you this to make you afraid to fly. We continue to fly. Um, and we pray over the we people. We just pray more. Yeah, we just pray over the, <laughs> the, the crew when we get on the plane. Um, but... I just thought this is just another area of injustice. An international coalition of aviation and medical professionals from lots of different countries published a statement raising concerns about the compromise in aviation safety due to vaccine injuries among the flight crew. Many of their pilots have lost medical certification to fly and may not recover the same, meaning they have lost their careers. How? Like because they are showing symptoms. Oh. But if they are honest about the symptoms, then they're at risk of losing their You're whole career. Yeah. And the problem is, is that all these different over 30 airlines here, thousands of pilots represented, they are not taking ownership. They're not saying it was their fault for not doing their due diligence researching the vaccines before they insisted that the pilots and the crews had to get vaccinated. Lawsuits, lawsuits, lawsuits. And it's, it's to make matters worse here, it says, airlines, aviation regulators, or unions seem to have not performed any of their due diligence on COVID-19 vaccines and their impact on pilot performance and health, which is at complete odds with existing aviation medical standards. So they broke their own standards. And the last two things I wanted to say about this is, According to data from VAERS, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, this is part of the, the powers that be, and they probably are not even reporting all of it, but according to their data, which is the primary government-funded system for reporting adverse vaccine reactions in the United States, there were 1,498,000 cases of adverse reactions as of May 6th among individuals who had taken COVID-19 vaccines. So that's a, a million and a half adverse reactions. Like injuries from India. Yeah. This includes 27,968 deaths. We've lost almost 30,000 people to vaccines. And that's just what they're being honest about. That's just what they're being honest 51,996 cases of permanent disabilities. That's over 50,000 individual people who have been permanently disabled, except for miracles of God that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna contend for. Yeah, and I've seen many times worse numbers on both of those. Yeah. And so, I mean, this is just these are these are lives that have been absolutely devastated because of the irresponsibility of our leaders in government. And even worse than that, agenda that they have. They knew it would go this direction and they did it anyway. And this should stir up in us a sense of justice because that is the heart of the Father. Love and compassion for those who've been affected by it, 
love and compassion, believe it or not, for those who were deceived into enabling this to happen, but justice, meaning we need God to step in with his righteous verdict concerning all of this. And I believe part of his justice is the miraculous. So I'm just speaking that to build your faith, even for the prayer that we're going to have at the end. So that is all I wanted to pretty much cover on all these types of things. And we'll switch gears. And when you're ready, talk about the secret of wisdom. And it really connects with everything we've been talking about. And maybe I'll do, um, we probably took a little longer than we knew we were going to take on that part. So I might just do a, a quick version. Um, you think we still should do it? I do. Okay. We'll do it. We'll do a quick version of it. Because there's this thing you can always stop and pause, or you can keep watching. This is what's so wonderful about it, doing it this way. <laughs> um, no, but that's good. We're gonna get back. We're gonna uh, we're gonna get back to a prayer time. And uh, I agree with Elizabeth. We just believe the Lord is. We're hearing actually a lot of testimonies of healing, and there's certain people that are really being used by the Lord to have a lot of success with praying over people. And so we want to, and seeing them, you know, healed, set free and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and on that, you know, it's just coming to me now again, that just be aware. Um, yeah, all these numbers and they're way worse than that. All those I really think Elizabeth is that, you know, we, we have, we have lived in a day when there has been a global attempt to depopulate us. And so 100% of the nations of the world have experienced a bioengineered weapon mm -hmm. against our health. And so... And probably not the first time. No, but for it to happen like simultaneously yeah. the way it is. Yeah. And where we're the censoring of any way to make it better, to heal it, to stop, we've never seen anything like this. Yeah. Yeah, they've been... They've been doing the killing for a long time. Mm -hmm. But so, you know, this is uh, the fact that you're still alive and kicking in yeah, some way or another. Right. You survived it. Yep. You're, you're good. But we're going to thrive as well. There's going to be, yes, God has answers for this. The miraculous is going to be uh, released. And, you know, there's, uh, don't want to bring something trite, but what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And so we're going to believe that. As, as well, that your body just had to fight something and is fighting something so, uh, you know, so horrible that you get on the other side of this, like, um, you, you know, it, it's really hard for anything to take you out unless the Lord says, hey, let's come on, come on. Time. So anyway, this thing of the secret of wisdom, I, I was just telling Elizabeth that I had just been doing kind of just my personal devotional. And that's where a lot of stuff I share comes, not really preparing for anything or anybody, but um, there's a scripture um, on secrets of wisdom. Let me see how it says it. And it says it in different ways. And you can tell they're not quite sure exactly what it means. And so I'm going to extract out of the book of Job, chapter 11, verse 6. And this is actually one of Job's friends speaking, but I do believe it's truth what he's saying. And there's other scriptures we could put together to confirm that. And he, you know, verse five, he says, oh, but oh, that God would speak and open his lips against you. He's telling Job that, you know, he's not as righteous as he thinks. <clears throat> that he would show you the secrets of wisdom, for they would double your prudence. 
and and the deal is in um, I hope I put that in front of me. I think it was in in the NIV. It it says that's the part I forgot to bring here, Elizabeth. It says because wisdom has two. Do you remember what I told you, Elizabeth? Two sides. This was something like because wisdom has two sides, and that's what they put for they would double your prudence. If you I've, I've looked at it in four different translations, and you can tell what they're, there's secrets of wisdom, mm-hmm. and they have this double and two. And for our purposes, is the, I would say the secret of two-sided wisdom. It connects real closely to what something I'm probably you as well are bringing up fairly often is that, you know, there's there's the right way, there's the path of the righteous, there's what's true, and there's a ditch on either side. And the way you know that you're actually connecting to his secret wisdom is if you're able to see both sides of a matter. Uh, another thing we would preach often is truth is held in the tension of two, you know, it's like a, a, a two opposing emphasis. Mm-hmm. And we're going to give you a couple examples for you to process and think through this because we're needing this secret wisdom like never before. There's a reason we're doing this. Yeah. It's not just tickle your uh, your mind and, and things like that. We are really, we're finding that what we're having to dig down into, um, it's just like we can talk about fear versus faith even or something like that. There's the fact that um, uh, well, maybe we'd be more presumption, presumptuousness and fear. We don't want to be presumptuous. And so, because we don't want to be presumptuous, we have to like give into fear. And so we don't want to be presumptuous. We don't want to be in fear. Those weren't even two of the examples, not even two of the good examples we have. So I'm going to um, give a couple of what we have. But just re- remember the concept as well as the examples. I'm going to give just a few examples of this is that you want to be thinking, what is, you know, you, there's so many people that see things black and white, their side, and you could be getting into more uh, contentiousness. And there's a lot of infighting even going on, we'll say, in the body of Christ and patriots and whatever. And it's the inability to see the other emphasis that's balancing your emphasis. And, and then find out from the Holy Spirit how he's saying you move through the middle. So we'll give you the examples to flesh that out a little a little better. Um, so, for instance, we'll say in the matter of being poor or being rich, um, if you read all the scriptures on how dangerous it is to be, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil, and the rich young ruler is like he was sad because he couldn't do, mm-hmm. and and you get you pile up all the scriptures like and this is a little bit almost how we grew up a little bit like it, and you'll you know you'll you'll hear of entire orders of the Catholic Church or whatever. They're given over to poverty because that's considered. They, they've piled the scriptures together that make it, you know, they know that by owning nothing and by being pursuers mm-hmm. of poverty, they have chosen the path of righteous. But then you read enough scriptures and, and then you realize, no, like, you know, all of God's friends of the Old Testament, whether you talk about Abraham or David or Jacob or Joseph or whoever it is, all throughout, they're, they're all marked by wealth and by being provided for. And then there's just scripture after scripture after scripture that speaks about the blessing of the Lord. I've come, you know, might have abundance as well. And so um, then you you justify, then there's a people will say in the other ditch. So one ditch are those pursuing poverty. And then the ditch here, no, it's all about, because you put certain scriptures and proverbs, money answers all things. Say money answers all things. 
I've been to, uh, I won't name the teachers who would teach, and they put piled together all these scriptures. And so we're like, no, we're, we're, we're going after all. You know, it's a land that flows with milk and honey, and you're the head and not the tail. And so you got both sides. You're not really on the path of secret wisdom. You're not in the balance of the Lord, unless you're kind of the, the tension of both sides. You, you find out, you know, th that's where the Lord will lead you to the scripture. I think it also is in Proverbs, you know, the blessing of the Lord has no curse associated with it, no stress with it. So you find out, yes, there is there is this ditch on this side um, of deciding, you know what, I'm just... Uh, I'm just okay being dirt poor, having nothing, and we don't go on yet. You get the point. I don't have yeah, to. Any, I don't know if you have any yeah, more on that one. That's the secret cool. of wisdom in as it relates to finances yes. is to stay out of either ditch. Um, I love the scripture Jesus said in Matthew seven thirteen that narrow is the gate, narrow is the path that leads to life. And broad is the gate, broad is the path that leads to destruction. And so I, I see those two ditches on either side of a, of a road being the really broad way. Obviously, it's also talking about Jesus is the narrow way. But, but in context of wisdom, it's like wisdom says no to both ditches and stays in that narrow place. Well said. So then we have, you know, this is a, a point of discussion and opposition and even denominations form in the body of Christ over spirit versus word, specifically Holy Spirit versus the word. And you can pile up all the scriptures that, you know, the Holy Spirit come. He's our spirit of truth. He's the one that will teach us. And if you just over, over, you know, put everything there and just like, listen, I don't even need the Bible. I don't need the word, written word. I don't need to know it. I don't need to read it because it's just not that uh, you know, it's no big deal. I'm in a relationship. I know the Holy Spirit. I know his voice. So I'm all in there. And and so those that are extreme by being extreme will say in that ditch, you know, that's where often very bizarre doctrines will come become right. concocted yeah. and bizarre permissions. Um, you'll have, you know, leaders in the body of Christ, ones that are going to be discovered shortly that give themselves permission, extramarital permissions and all kinds of things because the spirit has allowed them to and um, and this and that and the other. So just, and then there's the other side. No, it's where is it specifically written in the Bible? And it seems hard that you could be in a ditch as it relates to the Bible, but yes, I'll call it bibliolatry is where you have exceeded your reverence toward the word Um you've exceeded it compared to what you're supposed to. Because, you know, Jesus himself, I don't have the scripture in front of me, he told the religious leaders of his day, you seek the scriptures because you think in them you find life. life. But here I am in front of you and you can't see me. And so you find out also there, you know, in Jesus' conversation in, in uh, John 16 he talks about i'm going to go but it's better for you the holy spirit's going to come and he's going to lead you into all truth mm -hmm. so you find out this whole the, uh, they both get validated because jesus says the holy spirit is the most important thing even when he you know acts chapter 2 mm -hmm. his disciples go to the upper room wait for the promise wait for the holy spirit so this high level valuing of the holy spirit but where do we get that information the bible so it's just how <laughs> right. they, they work together so they there's yeah. a self validating. And I have found that the more in tune I am with the Holy Spirit, 
the more hungry I am to read the scripture yeah. and extract things he's saying. So you find out that there's the, how do we get to balance on these things is, you know, it's just, it's where you, these points of emphasis that you find, it's not through logical deduction that you get there. You just be aware of it. That's why it is, it's an, it's a secret of wisdom is you're, you're aware uh, of both things that are pressing together and creating this, uh, this clear path, pathway of truth and honesty. So Anything good. on that you want to say, Lou? No, that's uh, great. Okay. Keep going. Great examples. A couple more. Mm -hmm. So then there's, you know, this is also sometimes it's, it's become like a political issue. You know, there's left politics or liberal and conservative on the right. And and when it was legitimate, because I, I believe there was a time we can consider there, there are things to consider from uh, liberal perspectives versus conservative perspective. Cons the, 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 you know, on the right, it'll be about personal responsibility. There's just a whole lot of personal, personal, personal. And on the left, you get a whole lot of uh, uh, social, social, social. So, yeah. So you, you get a diminishing of the individual. And then from this side, you get a diminishing of, uh, Society. you know, the whole. Yeah. <clears throat> and we find out that uh, on the in the path of the Lord, there is this proper consideration, even in the scripture. Again, there's usually a scripture that kind of sums it up in a line, like we've been saying, "Thou shalt love, love your neighbor as yourself." And so it's like, love your neighbor, but as yourself. So you're both. You find you get pulled in by the secret of wisdom that comes from Him. Yeah, so you get pulled good. in into both because, yeah, love them, but it's as yourself. So there's no ignoring of yourself, no ignoring of your responsibility, who you're called to, and all that kind of thing. So that gets uh, anything on that, Elizabeth? No, keep going. That's great. Um, and and I might just do this one as the last one because there's several more. But truth and love. This is one we mm -hmm. often bring up, and you have the people who love truth. You know, and you can be such a lover of truth that you're in the ditch of truth. And and uh, then you get the people that and so, you know, know, it's all about love, 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 love. And having said that, if if you don't have it properly incorporated and recognize the value of, of truth in there, there can be a ditch of love where um, it's really not biblical love, in my opinion, if it doesn't include the truth. And that's how you know. That's why. But you're aware. So there's two different emphasis uh, coming, truth and love. And it's like, how do you incorporate truth and love into, you know, a perspective that's a sound? And, um, you know, we've, we've told a story, Elizabeth, about, uh, we won't go through the detail, but you all know the story very well. Jesus and the woman caught in the act of adultery. And, and so you had them coming, them being the Pharisees, they did this whole setup and the woman caught in the act of adultery. Mm -hmm. Hey, truth, she should be stoned because Jesus had not yet brought in the new covenant. The new covenant doesn't come in when Jesus shows up. It doesn't come until he sheds his blood and through his blood brings in the new covenant. So yeah, by law, uh, the truth is, okay, she was caught in the act. And so the truthers are going to get her stoned. Um, and they're going to, uh, you know, ignore the fact that they're being hypocritical enough, not even to bring the dude in all that kind of stuff that Jesus is aware. And, and so Jesus, you find out that he is aware of truth, but he's aware of the hypocrisy and the whole setup of everything. He's also aware of what led this woman to have to be in this situation. If she was, that it wasn't like she was born and like, I dream of being a hooker someday. There are like 
uh, you know, probably abused by men in her life that has led her even to be in this place. And so he's fully operating out of love. And his response was whenever we doubt what would be the correct response, there'll be some example of Jesus there as well. <clears throat> so we find him chasing off the accusers and then him asking the woman, where are your accusers? Where are the ones that are saying, you know, it is written, it is written, it is written. And she goes, they're gone. He goes, neither do I condemn you. And then, but he aligned, go and sin no more. So he hasn't forgotten that there's a standard, but he leads, that's, that's a key thing. There is a, a leading with love and truth comes next. So we, I've given the examples like we have two legs and whenever you walk, you don't just hop with two legs equal at the same time. You have to lead with one. And so Jesus also modeled before us, this will be the secret of his wisdom, that if you want to be representing him, yes, truth is a component, but you lead with love and then truth comes in because God is love. So that's always a, a pers perspective there. So anyway, we, we, we could have, you know, there's grace versus holiness is, is a whole nother. We get this message of grace and then there's one like, holy, what about holiness? There's no excuses for it. And so it's like, well, how do, how do grace how do grace and holiness come together? And you find that the grace is there to help you stand. The grace is not really there to help you fail. Mm -hmm. So you're missing the spirit of the whole thing, if that's the idea. Um, so that's where, and then faith, I said it was going to be the last one. These are so quick. I'm just doing 10-second yeah, version. Yeah. Faith and humility. Yeah. They're often, you don't see them in the same person. They'll talk about, he's such a humble person. And almost never do they talk about him being a person of faith either. And the person of faith, oh, he has so much faith, but it's often... No mention of the word humility, but yet you you see that this is a desirable thing in the eyes of the Lord where you can be a person that <clears throat> operates in faith, but you also know how to incorporate humility in there as well. And and in that humility, you you know, you may lose some of the eccentricity, arrogance that might accompany faith that ultimately just messes the whole thing up. So the takeaway there, and again, Elizabeth, anything else you had on this as well is great. The secret of wisdom, we want to um, we want to be people that don't just violently react, and and it's fine to well, I just trust my gut. That's okay. Your gut, your spirit, um, it's not automatically sanctioned and hallowed by it. You can pause and say, okay, this is my emphasis. What would be the other emphasis? Holy Spirit, what is what is your plumb line here? And that becomes so the secret of wisdom. So good. Secret of wisdom. I mean, that's one of my favorite subjects is, is yeah, wisdom. Yeah, it is. And, you do speak to that. And Holy Spirit, I believe, is wisdom personified. So Proverbs talks so much about wisdom as a woman, and she cries aloud, listen to me, hear my words. And then we also know that Jesus described the Holy Spirit as our comforter, our um, teacher, the one who would lead us into truth. And so um, when you talk about the secret of wisdom, you're, you're almost talking about the secret of Holy Spirit, oh, you know, because it's the Holy Spirit. You've given this picture before um, of like truth held intention is almost like when you take a balloon that's just yeah. been blown up, not, not a helium balloon, but a regular balloon, and you toss it up into the air. To keep it in the air, you have to hit it from both sides back and forth to keep it up multiple and corrections kind of <laughs> i think of the holy spirit as like 
that in our lives. The Holy Spirit just just escorts us through life if we'll par- partner with Holy Spirit and stay out of this ditch. Now come back over here. Now come back over yeah, here. Yeah, a lot of adjustments. And we're we're constantly being adjusted, like back and forth to the narrow path of life, not the path of destruction that's broad. You know, and and one of the the temptations I think with a lot of the the personality tests that you can take you know there's Enneagram there's all the different ones and those can be really interesting and and maybe help you like as a starting point for your personality but I think we get into trouble haven't we we heard the Enneagram for some reason that it's not good to do I don't know might be a topic we could bring up but you know I it might be like that there's a balance to it I don't know you know it's origins there's something not right about it I our justice would know exactly, but our daughter justice. So, but my point with that yeah. is that that we can use our personality to say, well, this is just how I am, and this is just how right. I do things, and right. this is just how I see things, and it usually will have us functioning in one of those broad ditches on one of the sides. It's <laughs> true, and and we are being conformed not into the best version of our personality but we're being conformed into the image of christ and as you said christ was so good about just um modeling for us that that you know i hate to say it because it sounds watered down but that balanced place of both and where he could easily see and, and connect with people from either side of the ditch. And, and we are connectors. We are connectors with each other and we're connectors with God. And in order to connect, you have to be able to empathize with somebody from either side who's stuck in a ditch in yeah. one way or another and be that bridge to truth and that bridge back to that narrow walking um, with Christ and in Christ. and. I think of wisdom as, of course, the the scripture that's repeated in Psalms and Proverbs and Isaiah, the same scripture, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And when you study into that, the fear of the Lord, it's this reverence, this awe of the Lord, but it's a very specific reverence. It's a reverence for his standard, for his plumb line that you mentioned, because God has ethics. He is the standard for what is right and what is wrong. And we're not saying that there's there's just only gray in the middle. There are no, things to be black. No, it's not about being gray and, at all. Yeah, yeah, there are things to be black and white about. But um but that that reverence for his plumb line and his standard um causes us it's it's interesting because it leaves us in this place of being completely dependent on the Holy Spirit. Mm. And um, so the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if we're talking about the beginning of wisdom, the secret of wisdom, the beginning of being able to walk on that narrow path and not go off into into either ditch in any of these types of issues Mm -hmm. is is, um, starting with recognizing that God does have a standard. There is a righteousness. There is a right and a wrong, but we cannot walk in it without Christ, nor can we perceive the right or wrong thing to do 
apart from the Holy Spirit yeah. showing us moment by moment. It is, right on. Moment by moment, um, we partner with the Holy Spirit to know what is the next right or wrong step in a given situation and conversation when we discuss things with with people around us where we can we can really want to hear someone's perspective even if we can see clearly they are stuck in a far ditch on one side of this issue but i can i can connect with them where they are and and be where i am too you know no, it's Just, really good. It's, it's healthy. Um, so All much right. more we could have talked into that, but I love that that quick teaching that you gave us on that. Well, thank you. Secret of wisdom. So let's pray. Yeah. And and um, so we're just going to take a, a couple of minutes here to pray for those of you specifically. I think our targeting is around those who either suffer what's called long term COVID or anything related to the vaccine, Mm -hmm. vaccine shedding. So vaccine, COVID, that's our target. Obviously, according to your faith, for anything else, as we're praying, we're going to be calling upon heaven to open up over everyone who's listening and watching right now. And so according to your need, it can be there. It can be there as well. But um, you want to leave first, Elizabeth, and then then we'll, we'll join in unity in every way here. And believe Father, miracles. we just um, position ourselves knowing that we are in your presence right now. And we come to you just so thankful that you have brought us through all that we've come to the other yeah. side of. And we thank you for all the ways that you have helped, that you have intervened, that you have rescued. That when things could have gone so much worse, so much worse, you stepped in. And we know and trust that you continue to do that on our behalf right now. And the plans of the enemy will not succeed. Now, Father, um, we're also aware that many of us, our bodies have taken a hit. um, And you are the source of healing. You are the one who desires that we walk in wholeness in every way, body, mind, and spirit. Yes. And so we just present our bodies before you right now. And we know that you can see um, on the cellular and even subatomic level of every single one of our bodies. And so we just we just stand in your presence right now in, in heavenly places where you are seated and you have all power and all authority over everything that is in our bodies. And so We um, speak right now your words of life to every single body. And every place that spike proteins or anything negative related to COVID-19 and the vaccines and this sinister plan from the enemy, we say be normal. Yes. In Jesus' name. Every bit of, of... attack in our bodies that has caused damage, we ask right now, Father, that you would bring your healing power to reverse every single symptom. Yes, Lord. And Lord, uh, scripture was coming to mind. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise a standard. And and Lord, even some have said that what that scripture actually is saying, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord 
will raise a standard. And I feel that's an emphasis yes. right now, Lord, that you have a flood of healing available. Yes, you knew the yes. enemy was coming in um, and, and going to come after us and going, going to come after our lives in the way he did in this, in, in this season, in these couple of years. And so, Lord, we just pray that right now, Lord, I just pray and agree with Elizabeth that you would release something to all those who are watching, those who are listening in any way. In the name of Jesus, let the power, yes. the power of his blood, the power of his life, the power of his resurrection, yes. the power of the vengeance of our God be released on your behalf right now in the name of Jesus from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. May every cell, may every subatomic particle reverberate with the kingdom of God right now. Let it literally reverberate with the power of the King of Kings as he comes in, raising his standard of healing against this attempt of the enemy against us and against you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, receive that. In the name of Jesus, would the pains, the long-term pains cease. The long-term attacks on the breathing, stop. The long-term attacks on the heart, stop it. In the, in the name of Jesus, stop no it. No more, no more in the name of Jesus. The lingering headaches, no more in the name of Jesus. Uh, loss of hair, no more in the name of Jesus. Pains in the joints, no more in the name of Jesus. Yes. Fear, no more in the name of Jesus. Neurological issues. Neurological issues, mm -hmm. no more in the name of Jesus. And skin issues. Yeah, just keep as whatever comes to you. Skin issues, we agree. Mm -hmm. In the clear name up. of Jesus, clear, clear up. up. Clear up any attack on your eyes. Let it cease in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask that something would be released right now that would strengthen everyone who's watching. Everyone who's watching, they would be strengthened in their in their immune system as never before. Lord, I bless their immune system. I ask, Lord, that right now you would release from heaven, uh, as it were, an oil into the immune system. The immune system, I just feel like around the, uh, the, the neck, and uh, probably um, all kinds of... Uh, organs and things like all there's like the, the lord is releasing an oil right now some of you may even feel it physically uh to restore your immune system immune system be restored in the name of jesus lord we just thank you for your miraculous power we thank you for what you're doing right now right now in jesus name we thank you lord everything that is in our bodies that um that came because of COVID or the vaccine um, dissolve no. right now in Jesus' name. Anything that would be considered toxic or poisonous or damaging to our bodies dissolve right now. Supernatural mm -hmm. detox. Supernatural detox. Supernatural detox over every single body. In Jesus' name. And God, I ask that you would just um, increase all of our faith that when we encounter these issues in other people, that we would step up and that we would pray the same prayer of faith over their bodies, that this would literally be a movement of healing throughout the earth, wherever it's needed, that, that your justice would come against the plan of the enemy that tried to come through COVID and through these vaccines. And we ask God that we would be like carriers of healing power from heaven against every attack that was planned against us. I feel like one other thing Holy Spirit's doing right now 
is some of you have had attack against your body you don't even know about yet, and that's against your fertility. Mm -hmm. and, and so even the sign for you as to know that the Holy Spirit is taking care of that, even right now, your midsection, there's going to be like a heat. You're going to feel a heat mm -hmm. that just came even since I started speaking about it. And the heat there is the Lord saying, I am restoring, I am healing. There was an attempt. There was an attempt against your fertility, uh, male or female. And, and that thing is being yes. healed, restored yes. now in the name Jesus of Jesus. Name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Well, we'd love to know... Um, how do they get testimonies to us if they if they were touched in some way? They can way? comment in whatever, wherever you're seeing this. You can leave a comment or um, that's the best way to leave comments. All right. And so, yeah, tell them about just quickly what social media something or another. I will. And I just want to circle back around to call to action. The call to action. Remember, when we have the secret of wisdom, it's both and. And it does not... Um, negate the the prayer of healing for you to also do the things that the Holy Spirit leads you and gives you a grace to do for your own natural body or for speaking out against what we talked about, about uh, the who coming up and finding research, doing what you can to have a voice into these issues. We are salt. We are light. We don't sit back and just take it. We don't just hide away and pray. We pray as we move and we show up and we occupy. Um, so yes, remember to follow us, subscribe on Rumble and... Yeah, had you told them about Rumble? Yeah, yet? Rumble Restore 7. Without a space, restore the number 7. That's how you can find and us on Rumble. they get confused probably when you see Restore 7 this way, but this was just... We're both. Creativity. Restore 7 but that's not written out but on they, Rumble. But we don't have the or, .org of that one, right? It's just the Restore 7. Oh, this is not... Um, uh, okay, yeah. But are you saying on Rumble you can look that up too? No. Okay. I'm saying on Rumble, go to Restore, the word Restore no space, the number seven. Okay. Not written out the word seven. Um, that's rumble YouTube search, Johnny and Elizabeth Enlow, Instagram, Johnny Elizabeth Enlow, Facebook at restore seven and truth social, um, at Johnny and Elizabeth Enlow all written out truth social. So we're really trying to build up right now. You can help us. We're trying to build up our audience on rumble and our audience on truth social because of what I said earlier, if we get, um, our algorithms affected or they ban us, which I can't believe we haven't been banned so far. They can't do it unless um, God gives them permission. We need to make sure that you can still know about things that we're releasing through rumble and truth social, because those our um, complete freedom of speech, which we are so grateful for. So the Restore 7 that I was talking about, those Restore7.org is our basic website. Our not, website, yes. Yeah, okay. Anything you're saying something else. Yeah. All right, and that is all. All right. Well, um, we hope you are blessed. Pass this along to others. If you, especially the healing prayer, if nothing else, anybody that suffers anything from it, I feel like the Lord was really on that. And, yeah. and we should hear a lot of um, testimonials from that. So it, tell them if they just want to listen to the last 10 minutes or whatever it was of the prayer. Uh, not that it would hurt them to hear on all the other things as well. So, all right, we done? We good? All right, we're signing off. See you next week on Up for Discussion.